Hi everyone, I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Matthew Silva, CEO of Emit Imaging, who recently joined us for a webinar where he showcases the power of cryofluorescence tomography in advancing immunotherapy research. Let's jump right in. Matt, uh, we can jump in with a, a nice question here. Uh, so you finished your presentation with mentioning a handful of applications, but what do you see as the, the best applications for CFT? Um, and also, are there any uh, possible limitations? Uh, yeah, great question. Thank you very much. Uh, best applications, uh, I, I think right now we're having really great success with uh, uh, drug whole body drug biodistribution uh, studies in PK. Uh, we are working towards, uh, I'd say on the limitation side there, we're working towards better understanding um, uh, how, how quantifiable uh, this technique can be. Generally, fluorescence is, is plagued by uh, the complexity of, of light in tissue. Uh, given that we're imaging off the block face, uh, we have a lot of advantages and we're doing a lot of, you know, like, kind of nerdy photon modeling to understand contribution of light that comes below the surface so that we can most that we can correct it uh, in a quantifiable way. Um, so I'd say that's one. I think the other, as I alluded to at the end, uh, use of this technique in, in gene and cell therapy and in viruses to understand not only where your vector goes and how it's delivered, um, the, the, you know, delivery of these vectors is, is critical um, in any systemic disease. Um, but where do you get protein expression um, and in both target and non-target tissues? And then what are the implications from a drug discovery perspective? Um, so I, I'd say those are the, those are the two, um, you know, two, two key areas uh, that, that, that we're working on now and that our collaborators are working on. Fantastic. Yeah. Great answer. Um... All right, you mentioned about how these systems can be accessed. Uh, how do you get access to CFT? Yeah, great question. Um, so certainly one is is directly through Emit. Um, we are we we build uh, and uh, and and sell and support this instrumentation. Um, there are um, instruments, um, you know, currently throughout the world. There's a couple in China. There's one in the UK. Uh, the rest in the US. Um, so we, you know, for, for, for groups that have, um, you know, want control of their own research, uh, we can, you know, manufacture and sell one to you. Um, and also it's available as a service. Um, so you can in, engage, someone can sort of contact me directly, um, but you can engage um, with Emit. Uh, we don't have uh, chemistry or in life capabilities. Um, so uh, in vitro is another opportunity there. We originally developed this technology uh, at Invicro um, about eight or so years ago, give or take, uh, and they're more full service. Um, so there's a, a, a few ways to access this. All right, great to hear. Um, all right, so Matt, how are the images analyzed and quantified? Uh, great question. I think one of the um, <laughs> one of the uh, the upsides uh, of the technique is the, the sheer volume uh, of data uh, and an opportunity to see, uh, quite frankly, as, as an, an imaging scientist for the past 20 plus years, 
um, you know, just seeing structures in detail that, that, that I'm just not used to seeing. Uh, that is the benefit and, and, and also the curse, quite honestly, because we're, we're just looking at, at huge amounts of, of, of data. Um, you know, right now we use a combination um, of um, sort of like a radiological screening and our expertise and understanding how, um, you know, where a drug is supposed to go. Uh, and our users, you know, do the same. Many of them come from an imaging background. Um, or as I showed at the end, um, you know, we're able to quantify relative fluorescence um, just by simple ROI analysis. Uh, one point I didn't make in the presentation that's important is um, whenever we run blocks, and we recommend this to our, our customers as well, is we include a dilution of uh, either fluorophore or drug uh, in the block, just as a standard in the same way that you would for autoradiography. Um, what that allows us to do is to control across blocks. So if you're running a study that includes you know, 30 animals, and this is gonna take a couple of weeks, we wanna make sure that each of those images is scaled similarly. Uh, so those standards uh, help us to, to achieve that normalization across the whole study. Excellent, yeah, very perfect. Um, all right, next question here. So uh, this person says, it seems unlikely, but uh, can any of the cryo sections be used for immunohistochemistry or just crude histology? Uh, for example, could you pause the imaging process? So, um, <clears throat> Fantastic question and, and, and actually very possible. Um, not necessarily easy, but very possible. So um, A, yes, you can pause it while, it's, um, while the system is running and you can manually uh, go in and do tape collection. So essentially like same as what you would do with autoradiography, you adhere tape to the surface of the block uh, and then you pull that tape off as the blade runs across the surface and then you can take that tissue and submit it for, for histology. Um, there are a few users uh, that currently do this. Um, and one of our um, prime research efforts uh, within EMIT is to evaluate those methods. Um, the system is largely designed to sort of cut through the whole sample and just move on. Uh, but we're evaluating blade speed, blade angle, blade type, uh, tape type, uh, and other methodologies that can be used uh, to do this. And then some of our users, for example, the group at MD Anderson uh, is starting to do some on-block staining. Um, so there are, there's a variety of efforts. We'd be happy to follow up with um, who's ever interested because yes, we want to enable users to, you know, going through a sample, you see signal, you'd love to grab that section and figure out, okay, what, what am I looking at? What is happening here? Uh, so whether or not it's tape collection, or we've also tossed around ideas of automatic, you know, uh, biopsy based on signal, like we've got a bunch of things that we're looking at here because we think it's a huge value add to the technology. Yeah, very, very cool. Love it. Um, another good question here. So it seems like this method would allow for better visualization of really hard to reach tissues like the CNS uh, when compared to 2D fluorescence. Uh, has this system been used for CNS tissues like the spinal cord and what's the maximum resolution? Yeah, that's a great, um, that's a great question. Um, how difficult is it, Liam, for you to bring me back up? The screen, not at all difficult. I can pull it up right here. Okay. I think, unfortunately, I may have halted my share. 
Uh, we can still see it uh, in the editing view okay. there. Yeah, you can, you can, great, great, great. So let me go full screen on this here. So nice. what, um, what you're looking at here um, was, so the short answer is yes, we have done neuro. Um, I think that there's, um, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, I didn't focus on the, in the presentation today because I just wanted to stick on predominantly on the onk side, but um, the, so the resolutions, so the pixel sizes range from uh, 20 to 55 microns. Uh, and that's isotropic. So if the if the pixel size is 20 by 20 microns, we section at 20 microns. Uh, in this particular example, this is from some work that we did um, with Regenix Bio, who are developing novel AAVs. Uh, and they injected the AAVs um, into uh, into the interest, uh, the vascular, uh, sorry, the ventricle space. Uh, and what you're looking here is you're seeing peripheral. Uh, expression of protein throughout the, the peripheral nervous system. So you can see it uh, coming down, you can see the DRGs, uh, and you can see the, 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 the nerves sort of running uh, through the whole body. So, um, and we've done a couple of other examples. So if, if, if you know, if whoever asked the question would like to reach out, we can show you some neuro-specific examples. Um, you know, it, it obviously doesn't offer the resolution that you are going to get with, um, you know, light sheet or some of those technologies. Um, but you can get, uh, it's great for distribution of drug to the brain. Um, and we can, um, yeah, I can share some, we've got plenty of examples in the neurospace, basically, yes. Yeah, very, very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um... All right. What sort of maintenance is required for the system and the blades, et cetera? Uh, do they need frequent replacement? Uh, great question. So we, um, the system is, we provide the maintenance uh, to the system. There's nothing really all that routine um, for groups that, um, you know, open and close it a lot. We certainly monitor, you know, the amount of ice buildup, you know, depending on humidity and rooms and these kinds of things. But uh, the system is designed to, you know, auto defrost, et cetera, to maintain operations. Uh, we have groups that, you know, for years have been using it four or five times a week uh, without incident, but we provide support. In terms of blades, um, the blades were designed uh, by us specifically to be able to cut through, um, you know, the whole animal, including bone. Um, so, you know, for example, we, we, we can do non, you know, non-human primate head whole intact. Um, and the blades are designed basically to run through uh, a whole block. So, uh, you know, sometimes if it's a, 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 a lot of sample, we might change it midway through, but generally one blade per block. Um, and um, so th that's just a consumable that we, you know, that we sell to users. But quite frankly, the operational cost for the system is very low. It's blades and it's OCT. Awesome. Yeah, very good. Um... All right, it looks like we just have one uh, more question here. So if you were only interested in specific tissues or organs and not the whole the whole animal, uh, could you place one smaller block in the system for sort of a faster focused scan or, or multiple smaller samples in one larger block for greater efficiency? Great question. Um, let's see if I have that here. Yeah, okay. Uh, can you still see my screen okay? I can, yeah, yeah. Excellent, okay. So um, we basically have uh, five magnifications. 
um, and will image whatever you've put in, into a block. Uh, so um, it is not uncommon for groups to be interested in um, just tissues. So <clears throat> there are a couple of groups we work with that are just neuro. They only care about the head. Um, we think that it's better not to put the effort in taking the brain out and potentially destroying it or having its uh, structure change. Um, so they'll decapitate and just put, for example, three or four heads in a block and image those at 20 microns. Uh, again, unfortunately, I didn't. I should have kept those images in our in my backups here. Uh, but you can just image, um, you know, the parts that you care about. Um, in the largest block, you can see the the block dimensions here on the right hand side. The largest block is uh, 22 by 15. So you can fit, um, depending on how you orient it, you could fit multiple. You can fit probably up to 12 mice if you put them, you know, straight up and down. Uh, you can put individual tissues. Um, we've done a lot of eyes, so eyes actually work really well here for folks that are in, uh, looking at eye. Um, we, we've got great examples of uh, non-human non primate eye or pig heart or really anything you can fit in. The group at MD Anderson puts whole cadaver uh, breast and part of the chest wall into a, into a block. So yeah, it doesn't need to be fully uh, intact animals. It could be whatever, what, whatever sample you wish. hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.